What's up guys, Quincy J. Sims here, CEO of Bridge the Gap Marketing, and you are now inside of our sales office, the closest thing to a comedy show that you're ever gonna get. If they're talking door to door and they're not talking us, then what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. Now, first and foremost, let's make some noise. Yes, I am Quincy J. Sims, CEO of Bridge the Gap Marketing and founder of All You Motivated University. And of course, I am Lamesha Felicia Naya McComas Anderson, head of the business department. <laughs> and you guys know why we're here, right? You're inside of our sales office. Something that's definitely saved my life and I know it can save yours as well. You guys know my slogan, right? Being inside of a sales office is the closest thing to being inside of a comedy show that you're ever going to get. So, welcome, right? First and foremost on the agenda, I want to talk about something that's definitely been plaguing us right now, right? Everybody's been asking me, how are you guys doing door-to-door post-COVID-19, right? Are you hearing it as well? Yeah, and it's not even post-COVID-19 because we're still in the midst of COVID, actually. You're right about that, right? Yeah. That's something I don't think about much, right? I'm so busy inside of my mindset of we got to get through it, get to it, get over it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have an abundance and, you know, so it's tough, right? But what do you tell people? What do I tell people as to um, yeah. how, how to recover after COVID? No. Yeah. What do you tell people about when they talk about, you know, how has door-to-door changed, right? When they give you that look like door-to-door... I can't do door to door. You know, what about COVID-19? Aren't you worried about that? What do you tell them? I mean, I told them, like, the world is not going back to how it was post-COVID. Mm. So you have to basically move with your cheese and figure things out. One thing you can do is fold. Right. Because as you can see, like, the government is not looking out for us. Like, they've been promising us, what, the stimulus check for months? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's just interesting because, you know, I myself, you know, I didn't get a chance to partake in a stimulus check. We didn't get a chance to get any relief, yeah. right? Um, so I was looking forward to going back to work each and every day during this quarantine. I couldn't yeah. wait. You know, one thing I did do is I took advantage, right? I think it was Winston Churchill who said, never let a good crisis go to waste, <laughs> right? And every day that I read that, I began to get stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And I started to research more and more. So now when people ask, come to me and ask me, like, how are you guys surviving door to door in this, this wicked climate of COVID-19? I let them know that, you know, I think that it's over-dramatized now at this yeah. point. I know because I'm at the door on a daily basis. Over-mediatized. Right. Well, over-mediatized, <laughs> if that's a word, right? But you guys get it out there. The point is that I go door-to-door and I get a chance to see, right? There are a few inconsistencies out here, right? Yeah. Where we definitely have to wear masks. We definitely have to be careful. We definitely have to make sure that, you know, you know we feet. take care of our mind. We give, a, give each other six feet. But beyond that, people need our services. We are the more experienced sales component at the door. People say thank you to me almost at every interaction. You know, um, they offer me things. They ask me if I'm okay. You know, I know just being inside of New York and we travel the nation now at this point with launching this new AT&T campaign, it's been the same. People have been really concerned about themselves, the fact that we're there, you know, we're in an additional conversation. And people just have to take initiative of going back at history. I believe it was like 1921. We had um, the Spanish flu, I think that's the name of it. Mm. Um, that was when Madam C.J. Walker, when she was like the first self-made millionaire. Right. Right. right next to a Rockefeller, and she became that way during a crisis that was going on right now. Right. So right. we just got to look at this COVID thing as an opportunity to win or fail. Either way, you're going to learn. Yes, 
Very important, guys. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out Madam C.J. Walker, the movie on Netflix, <laughs> please, it's a must. My 12-year-old daughter, you know, she was reluctant to, right? It took me about two months to get her to watch it, but every day, every day we spoke, I made sure, this movie, did you watch that movie yet? And now that she finally watched it, we were able to go over some things, and I know that she gets it. She's mature enough for it. There's a lot to learn with that movie, so that's good there. But for the most part, I, I guess what I want people to take away from this is don't be afraid. Um, of, of making sure that you are able to take care of yourself, right? Door-to-door -door is an amazing opportunity to be able to take care of yourself. Um, one that has definitely gave, given us a lifestyle. Of course. You know, but... It saved us once again, if you think about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank God for it, too. Right? <laughs> I mean, was there... Let me ask you. How has door-to-door... -door, I mean, well, I guess how has COVID changed you? COVID changed me um, to create a sense of urgency with everything I do right now. Like, as you can see, we, life could change instantly. One day you wake up, everything is A-OK. -okay. The next day you get in a phone call, no, you guys got to shut down. I think it was March 17th when we got the call. It was close for, like, a few months. Yeah. And it definitely could have crippled us. Thank God you would think ahead. You would think for a company and was able to save it and actually grow phenomenally at a faster pace. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, this is a perfect time for me to say thank you to you and everybody at this company, right? For A, you know... Uh, just believing in myself, believing in this company, right? We didn't lose not we didn't lose anybody. We didn't lose not one employee, even though we were out of work. Yeah. You know, we immediately went into things that to lift us up, like a, a morning a eight a.m. call in the morning, just for anybody who wants to join, right? And this call was just to make sure that we lift everybody up because I remember how down the spirits were. Definitely. I remember how you know how bad it was, and um, and not for nothing, but it's still. It still is that bad, but we're getting to, through it now. We understand how to cope. And I think that's how COVID changed me. It taught me to make sure that I research more so that I can process issues better, right? I think that going into COVID, I thought I knew how to process issues, but it wasn't until COVID <laughs> hit that I knew, you know, that I was going to have to study. I was going to have to do more research. And that was the only thing that really got me through. I had to understand more about what we were going through. And the only way to do that is to study history, guys. So that means you got to grab a book and you got to understand things like what the Spanish flu did, what polio did for us, times where we were also quarantined, right? And now we're back in these times. You want to understand how long it took for us to get out of these times, you know, how long it took for us to get a vaccine. You know, these things play a major part in who you are. And again, like Winston Churchill said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Because that's what the more intelligent person is doing. The more intelligent person is actually looking out for himself by doing the research and being well prepared. You know, so COVID changed me that way. Right? right? <laughs> Thank God, right? Thank God. Let me ask you though, what's the most positive thing that came from COVID, I guess? Positive, um, I look at it like it's more opportunities. The rich are going to become richer, the poor is going to become poor. That's how you deal with it. Like, <clears throat> I'm actually working seven days a week now because I have that, like I said, a sense of urgency. Like, yeah. I don't know when it's going to be taken away from me, so let me take advantage. And people are honestly more open to speaking the business that we're in now because everyone have a conversation. They will want to, uh, there's politics or they're speaking about COVID, so it opens up a conversation of itself. So mm -hmm. it helps me. <laughs> I love what you just said. You said your work ethic increased. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that everybody can take away. Because I think a lot of people, um, over the course of this time, their work ethic has weakened. Meaning, you know, I look at a lot of people and they're not waking up until after 12 o'clock. I'm not doors. 
you know, I mean, I'm sure you see them as well. You know, it's 12, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're still acting like as if you got nowhere to go. And I know that that can't be possible, guys, because I see, you know, people with kids. I see people with their own lives. I mean, you may not have a car, but you got somewhere to be, and you got something else that you can do. And I say that with all due respect because, you know, I think that without the tools, you're not going to know what to do to be successful out here. But a point of, uh, one point of this podcast is to make sure that we deliver tools to you. More tools for your tool belt is going to show me that you know how to deploy these tools and actually get the usefulness out of them. So take this as a tool right now. You know, um, Make sure that you guys are learning. Make sure that you guys are educating yourself. Make sure that you guys are understanding what skill sets you have so that you can make more of um, a profit from the market space once you learn what your skill is going to be inside the market space. You know, the most positive thing that I can take away from COVID, um, I think, is the sense of urgency that everybody has now. Yeah. I think that everybody has a sense of urgency that I really respect and admire. And when I don't see a sense of urgency in somebody, I say, oh my God, you're never going to get it. I know, stay away from that person. Because if you don't get it now, you're never going to get it. You know, everything can be taken away from you, right? Um, everything can be manipulated around you. Everything, right? We just... I mean, it's just been a hell of a year. Everything from COVID to this election, all these things are, are, are liberties being taken away from, slowly but for surely. And the one thing that I do take away from all of this, I guess, is the fact that the entrepreneur is still king throughout it all. You know, like I'm looking at people, and I don't care what you are, you better be an entrepreneur right now if you want to survive this. Um, I just think about entrepreneurs, and I think about, like, you take an Elon Musk, right? <laughs> one of the greatest minds of our day right now. You take a Jeff Bezos, one of the greatest minds of our day, and I just wish they were managing this country right now. You know what I'm saying? I just wish they had to figure out COVID-19 for us. You know, uh, you know, I get it, you're a scientist, you know what I'm saying, and, and you may know what to do, but I just feel like an entrepreneur would be able to lead us better. An entrepreneur would know what's the sense of things, the real sense of things. Because I know as an entrepreneur myself, I have to deal with issues that are far greater than myself on a daily basis. That is true. And uh, so I know that if we get our, one of our, we get our greatest minds together, that they're gonna help us with this. So that sense of urgency that I started off with talking about now has been increased. And I'm sure it's increased for them. I'm sure it's increased for everybody. And hopefully, you know, if we, if we lit a fire underneath everyone the right way, that as a people, as a country, as a nation, are we about to explode? Almost definitely. Just a feedback from what you're saying, because then they feel like, for, for example, yesterday I was going to my hair at an African salon, and she's been there for 27 years. She's saying business is so bad, but in the corner she rented out a space to um, an Asian lady to do nails there. So when, when you're thinking like an entrepreneur, you're thinking like, don't fold. How can I expand. Her thing was like, let's do a space share. Absolutely. That way I could get income. Absolutely. She's not looking to close her store like, this is not going to, thing I'm just going to forward thinking and how can I basically move with my cheese and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they're smart enough. I'm sure no one wants to lose their business. Yeah, the real ones are. The real ones definitely are. I got a chance to see during this COVID um, who were the real entrepreneurs and who weren't. Right? I got a chance to see who tucked it in and went inside. And I got a chance to see the ones who were going to survive no matter what. They weren't going to die, right? Um, we're surrounded by businesses right where we have this office. Yeah. You know, so I would be standing outside and I would see them close for months. Not even try or, or, or fight back. And, and, and it's tough that way, right? Because, again, 
you know, with respect to all the permitting issues and everything that we got going on, I just know that as an entrepreneur, if I have to take my business online, now I have to take my business online. You know, we had to pivot. So we had to do whatever was possible and whatever was necessary. And I had to take a step back from the other things that I wanted to do. You know, I had plans this year. I'm growing, you know. You know, but I knew that when something had a, has, is affecting us in this way, that I knew we had to get on top of it. So I'm proud of that, right? Let's, I, want, I want to double back on something, right? Because there's something that's been bothering me that I'm not sure if anybody else has touched on, right? Like, we not doors for a living. And this was during COVID. This was during this election, which really brought uh, about this social divide, right? I seen it online, I seen it in person. You know, it was out here and it was thick, you know, and, and the tension was really tough. I'm not sure if it's so much right now, but, you know, knocking doors, because we were knocking during this, Yeah. you know, what did you feel out there at the door? Did you feel like it was socially divided the way that the news and the media was portraying it? Um, it definitely did. It definitely did. Um, there's a lot of racial tension. Like I was working this one area, um, like every other door you'll see Trump, you'll see Biden, and they're right next to each other. So it's like me knocking doors, I don't know what energy I'm going to get from here when I go to the next, okay, he's a Trump supporter, what energy here. But um, they're different with attention. Um, then you go to other areas and people who like Caucasian, they was much more nicer. And I don't know if it's so like what anger that was taken with it because I've worked that area before and the energy kind of feels different today. Yeah. So it was it's weird. It's hard to explain, but there was definitely tension and I think things are getting back to normal now or mm. but yeah. You know it's interesting for me because again I've seen it, right? And like you said, you know, you will see the flags and there's certain things that, that people that I start to notice that kind of let me know where people stood with me, right? Like if I got a chance to see inside of someone's home and I saw Fox News on, that supposedly told me who you were with or, or, or what you were doing. So I could see the divide as well as hear the divide. And then, but the interesting thing about it though is just to dig a little deeper, guys, and I'll say this right, and I hope that this, this translates to you. One thing about knocking doors, I got a chance to have a conversation with enough people that I can understand both sides. Now, this is a space that is difficult for most people to get into. Why? Because you're usually at home with the few that you trust and the few that you love and you only got that one opinion. And guess what happens with that one opinion? It's usually uh, one-sided because in doing your due diligence and doing your research, you have to study both sides. You know, there was a time where we were traveling down south and we were traveling to all these different states meeting our new partnership, meeting our new partners inside of our new AT&T campaign. And we studied Trump. We decided to just study Trump because I had to at this point. You know, this man is totally intriguing to me. He's somebody that has been operating at the highest level, highest level for as long as I can remember. I'm 38 years old now today. And as far back as I can remember, I remember seeing Trump's name on, on some of the biggest buildings inside of the greatest city, inside of New York. And then to take it even further, now he's in his 70s, mid-70s, right? He's president. And he's president, right? So he's operating at a very high level. He's taking some of the things that I still don't, you know, understand as well, taking Twitter to a new level for me. I had to understand Twitter when I saw this man operating Twitter so well and, and creating such a business around it. Right? He so, turned America into his show Apprentice. That's how yeah. I felt like I was on his show for the whole four years. Like, wow. 
Wow. He was just in the media constantly. Like, you see him more than you see anyone in Hollywood. Mm. So he knows how to get people's attention. So he's a phenomenal salesperson overall. Phenomenal salesperson. Yeah. And so while, while we're studying him, I started to see both sides. Yeah. And um, when I got a chance to see both sides, I'm going to tell you something. I went through hot and cold mixed emotions. Because me, myself, personally, right, you don't get any more four-hour people than myself. Um, I'm from it. We don't have to have a discussion on it, right? I am. I've been through the conditions, every condition that you can think of that a black man can go through at this point. And I'm still going through it. So I feel that plight. But one thing I did notice and I did understand after my research is, is that I'm looking at an entrepreneur just like myself. And I kept coming back to that realization over and over again. This man is an entrepreneur. He, he, he thinks two and three and four and five steps ahead. And that's an entrepreneur. That's, that's the job. You know, that is why you got to do your due diligence. And that's why you, you, you know, you, they're able to manage empires and companies much like a president is supposed to manage a country. And I say that because as I'm starting to have these conversations and as I'm talking to people, some were enlightened, some weren't, some didn't know what was going on. I could see where they were getting, uh, where they wasn't studying. I could see where some were was studying. But I had all these conversations. And what it all led me back to one thing, guys, is that we are not as divided as the media is making us out to be. We just don't have the answers. You know what I'm saying? That we're definitely being misled. You know, you can definitely see the agenda. You know, when I think about red and blue, I think about Bloods and Crips. But now when I think about red and blue because of the media, yeah. I'm thinking about Republican and Democrat. So it's interesting to me. But what I did was I purposely stepped away from it. And then I looked at everybody else around me, how they were reacting to it so that I could, I could say my piece and make sure that I was a better leader for everybody. Because there was a time where these conversations were even seeping into the sales office. And a sales office is not political. We've never been political inside of a sales office. I mean, the same thing in the field when a customer tried to bring up politics. It's like, I don't know what angle to take because they could either kill myself or help myself. Because mm. depending on who they're voting for, I might have to stick more into it. If I stick against it, I know that's going to kill the sales. So I kind of like... I don't talk politics, I don't watch that, I don't know nothing about it. Right. So. Right. That's been our model for years. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not political. No politics, no religion. <laughs> right, absolutely. No politics, no religion. So I say that it, I say that because I think that that's something I want you guys to take away. Right? Doing door to door, you're gonna get an earful. Yeah. You're gonna get a chance to do your own research. You're gonna get a chance to speak with, you know, different people from different walks of life. You're gonna understand their culture a lot better. So there is something unique and value about that, that a job that can give you, provide you with this much information in such a short amount of time. It's not just a good place to make good money, it's also a good place to meet great people, you know. So, with that being said, let's make some noise.